We've talked a lot about public safety, crime, disorder, all these sorts of things. We know Calgary and Edmonton have had all kinds of horrible incidents. Two police officers killed in Edmonton recently. Um, It's just been a litany of really, really shocking and upsetting stories. And we're not alone. This is a coast-to-coast-to-coast problem. Same story is being told in Vancouver and in Toronto and in Montreal and, and right across the board. Um, so chiefs of police have been very vocal in saying we need to do some things to make things better. One of the things they were demanding and calling for was a meeting with the premiers of Canada, an opportunity to discuss with them what's going on and what can be done to make things better. That happened last week. So let's find out what happened at that meeting. We're going to chat with Thomas Carrick, the commissioner of the Ontario Provincial Police and a member of the board of directors of the Canadian Association of Chiefs of Police. Uh, Thomas, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. Well, likewise, thank you for taking time for this very important subject and my condolences to all the members of Edmonton Police and the entire city for the loss of two heroes who were serving their communities and were killed out of nothing to do with other the fact of being police officers and trying to protect their communities. Absolutely. So so well said. And, and I think that that's just one of, as I say, a number of stories, right? I mean, this is, this is sort of a national phenomenon right now, including the murder of police officers, uh, along with all kinds of other high-profile crimes, disorder, that really have a lot of people in this country very concerned right now. It is. It's a, it's an epidemic that we have to bring to an end. We have had eight police officers murdered across this country since September, and there are some common elements that impact both officer and public safety that we are looking for support to see change. And first and foremost, we have been advocating for some time now for changes to our bail system, and the premiers were instrumental in commencing that conversation. They wrote a letter to the Prime Minister back on January, and we are looking to work collaboratively with the premiers, with the federal government to ensure that changes to legislation is announced in June before Parliament heads off for summer recess. Our officers deserve, they need to know that change is coming, they need to have faith in the system, and that will only come with confirmation that change has arrived. Commissioner, we we, we all understand, we all hear from, you know, I mean, not just you, but the Chief of Police in Edmonton, the Chief of Police in Calgary, you name it, all talking about the fact that this is one of, if not the biggest issues that's causing some of what we're seeing right now. Can you give us some indication of just how bad this is with the need for bail reform, the the, the prevalence of repeat offenders, the revolving door, if you will, all the things that we've heard? How big of a factor is it in terms of this crime and disorder situation we're seeing in Canada? It, the the magnitude and the extent varies across the country. Edmonton Police and uh, the chief there has done a tremendous job articulating alarming statistics that show the need for change. And I think even more impactful than the statistics are the individual cases. I had an officer, Constable Greg Purcella, that was killed on December 27th. He was murdered by a prolific, violent offender that was out on bail, out on conditions, and violated every 
single one of those conditions had and violated conditions prior to this. He never should have been out, released in the community, never given the opportunity to kill a police officer. This is one of the issues that is not only impacting officer safety, but it's impacting the safety of members of our communities, intimate partner violence, people engaged in those heinous crimes are being released on bail. It's something that needs to be addressed if we're ever going to be able to truly uh, bring safety about in communities and for our officers. And an interesting thing that I read about in some of the reporting was uh, the, the mention of how mental health and our you know inadequacy in dealing with it properly is part of this, right? Where we've got people who end up in the system and, and mental health becomes part of the reason why they don't end up going to jail or whatever the case may be and back out on the street. We don't have any way to deal with it there. So mental health, we've talked about it in a lot of contexts. It's part of this bail reform too, isn't it? Well, it is definitely an issue that is impacting public safety. It's separate and apart from bail reform. There are really two pieces to it. There's a federal piece and there are provincial pieces to it. From a federal piece, when somebody is deemed unfit to stand trial and they're ordered to participate in a hearing, and they are then ultimately released back into community and the underlying causes of their mental health have not been dealt with and they re-engage in violent behavior, uh, we are seeing murders as a result of of their behaviors in communities. This is something that will needs to be systematically and thoroughly reviewed to ensure that we've got the proper safety mechanisms in place. And then every province has a mental health act and you can talk to police officers from coast to coast to coast. They will apprehend somebody that is a danger to themselves or the community. And before the officer has even completed the report, individuals are released back into community without receiving the care that they require to ensure their safety and the safety of communities. And these are underlying causes to the increased violence that we're seeing for our officers and for general members of our communities. One of the other topics we were told was on the agenda was the Guns and Gang Violence Action Fund, a federal action fund. It's supposed to be about $350 million over the course of five years. Big announcement. Um, and then not much, right? Has there been follow through? What was your discussion around that issue about? You know, we really didn't uh, spend a lot of time talking about that, you know, other than we need to have the systems continuing to work in a collaborative way, municipal, provincial, federal, all of uh, the various levels of government, all the various levels of policing need to remain focused and committed to addressing gun violence in our communities and the purification of gangs run right across this country. And I know that there's a lot of collaboration happening right now between provincial and federal mm-hmm. governments. And that's something that the government and that's something that we want to see sustained. And, and Thomas, isn't that part of the situation? I mean, like you're, you're speaking with the premiers and, and ultimately policing is, is their jurisdiction, especially if it's municipal forces and all the rest. But you've also got the federal police force, the federal government in terms of funding. So there are some jurisdictional issues where you need all levels on the same page, correct? We need levels all on the same page, and I truly do think we are are blessed right now at a provincial level. I know in the province of Ontario we have unprecedented support from the provincial government for law enforcement. We're seeing that theme across the country in many of the provinces, and we truly think it's a a great opportunity for Canadians to benefit from the collaborative discussions that are happening and having provincial look at, you know, what is truly best for public safety and ensuring that those conversations continue at a federal level as well. Commissioner Karik, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate your time.
Thank you for taking the time. All the best.